This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. The rift between the presidents of two of Canada's biggest unions and Ontario Premier Doug Ford is continuing to widen. Unifor's Jerry Dias, along with OPSU President Smokey Thomas, are planning to join forces against what they call Ontario Premier Doug Ford's destructive agenda. The partnership comes in the wake of Ford's comments about the pending closure of the General Motors plant in Oshawa. On the line with us now, the men themselves, Jerry Dias and Smokey Thomas. Thanks to both for giving Zoomer Radio listeners some of your time. And how are you today? I'm well. Jerry, I've been watching you. Uh, You've uh, been fired up. You seem to really have the backs of GM workers in Oshawa. Uh, I would think they would be very pleased to have you as their advocate. How surprised were you when you first heard the Premier say the ship has already left the dock? I was completely shocked. I had spoken to him on Sunday night, and obviously I was absolutely upset, and he was concerned, but the conversation was never heading in the direction that somehow he was just throwing in the towel. So when I heard the next day his comments about doing everything he could to ensure that our members were getting an additional five weeks of EI, I was completely flabbergasted. I've never seen anything respectably so weak from a premier. I was shocked. So what happened there? Does he have some sort of inside information which is leading him to say that rather than fighting for the people? Oh, look, he had the same conversation with General Motors that I did. We spoke to the head of GM Canada, um, who, you know, is you know high profile within Canada, but he's not a decision maker. And ultimately the message is, look, they're announcing that they don't have any products uh, for our plant beyond December of 2019. He accepted that as, as uh, you know, as the word, the gospel, and I took it as something, a decision made that's going to have to be changed. So for him, it was a fait accompli. To me, it's just a start of a fight. So we are looking at this from a completely different point of view. I'm looking at this from a position that we're not going to allow our plant to close, and General Motors told him it's closing, so it must be closing. Well, it I was hope interesting. Ford doesn't call him, by the way. I hope Ford doesn't call him. I hope Chrysler doesn't call him. Honda, Toyota, because then... With that type of response, we're not going to have an industry. What do you mean you hope he doesn't call them? No, no, because if he believes, uh, you know, if, 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 if Honda calls Doug Ford and says, Doug, we're closing the plant ah. in a year, I mean, I guess he's just going to say, oh, geez, that's unfortunate. Right. And what, what's interesting, and, and Doug Ford has been uh, a self-professed fan of Donald Trump, and Donald Trump said much the same thing that you said as well, is that, listen, we've given GM uh, as taxpayers in the United States, as we have here in Canada, we've given them lots of money. This is not cool. We're going to start imposing tariffs, or we're going to, we're going to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, we're not assisting in any way with your plants in Mexico and China. So I, I thought that his, his, uh, response was very similar to yours. And that's why the Doug Ford comments seemed to not really fall in line with what everybody else was saying. So, like I said, I'm still quite flabbergasted. I mean, this is a guy that considers himself like a prize fighter. You know, he's the tough guy. And the first thing that he did 
was he folded? He didn't even he didn't even try to fight. He didn't even say to GMA, hold on here. Uh, there's got to be a solution. I mean, he said, look, I'll do whatever it takes. GM said, sorry, the ship has sailed. And he went, put up his hands and said, okay. Okay, so how likely is it that GM could reverse this decision? And I know you've been asked this over and over the last week. Well, GM has to reverse their decision. First of all, Canadians are already punishing them. I got a uh, call from a car dealership on Saturday saying, listen, is there any way we can tone it down a little bit? I had nine firm ordered cancel today. So Canadians will punish them. There is no way that Canadians are going to allow uh, the Oshawa plant to close, GM to have one assembly plant left in Canada building one car, understanding what this means for the overall industry, and somehow GM is not going to be penalized. And over and above that, I have an agreement with General Motors that there's not going to be any closures during the life of the agreement. So it says right in there they can't do anything until September 2020 anyway. So this thing is going to get worse before it gets better for GM. I can assure you of that. So is this this GM situation, is this primarily why you're taking such a strong stance against the Ford government policies and linking with OPSU uh, to fight back? Well, first of all, Smokey Thomas and myself have a lot in common. Uh, we, we are determined to fight for working class people, whether they're unionized or not. So we were disgusted with Bill 47, which really repealed a lot. The, old, the first piece of progressive labored legislation that has really come down in Ontario in our generation. I mean, we believe that people as a start should be getting $15 an hour. And I don't like the misinformation that Ford says. Ford said, look, when we went to $14 an hour in Ontario, factories closed all over the place. It was a job killer. The facts are in the first six, seven months of 2018, 81,000 jobs were created. So you have to at least be truthful. If, 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 if people in Ontario elected you, tell them the truth. So I'm, I'm, I'm really upset over the lack of real truthfulness on that whole issue. But then B, his lack of support on General Motors tells me that he has no interest in fighting for working class people. doesn't matter if you're making $14, $15 an hour or if you're at the top of the manufacturing food chain. He's clearly not standing up for us. Let's uh, hear from Smokey Thomas on all of this, the president of the Ontario Public Services Employees Union. Smokey, is this uh, what Jerry's talking about with Bill 47? This is, this is why you're, you're tag-teaming with Unifor to fight back? It's one of many reasons. Uh, I, I do think a lot like Jerry, and we've worked together to settle a couple of strikes last summer. Uh, we each had a unit out, and we worked together, and it worked very well. And, uh, and I used, you know, I always got along well with Ken Lewenza before Jerry, and Jerry and I got along well. And everything he's saying, Jerry's saying about, uh, Oshawa GM is, is right on, and Bill 47 is right on. But I think if I could just add that Jerry understands that a strong public service supports the private sector, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. The government will not have an adequate tax base if they, we don't have good full time jobs. For everybody in Ontario that's able to work, and then and then uh, we need that tax base to support the social safety net for people who, through no fault of their own, are unable to work. Doug Ford does, you know, he says he's for the people. I have to question which people. That's certainly not the general population. It seems to be for the rich and the and the elites, as he calls them. And it ain't Jerry and I. We're not the elites. Doug's uh, tries to tire us with that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, we're on the same page. Uh, we both, uh, both our unions are well constructed in the sense that internally we have great staff, great machines. We can turn out campaigns, and uh, we intend to coordinate our efforts and work together. And 
you know, I was very lucky and privileged to speak at Jerry's Ontario Council uh, uh, Convention on Saturday morning. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I thought it was very well received. And uh, so I think that Doug Ford should pay attention. I'd like to, you know, Mr. Ford to meet with Jerry and I and other labor leaders and other other uh, other unionized uh, workplaces. And, uh, you know, Jerry and I have been talking. we got some good ideas to give this guy on what he could do for working people in Ontario and good jobs. So joining, so joining forces, Unifor and Opsu, is not necessarily about fighting Doug Ford. It's, a, it's about trying to work with him. Well, well, if it's a fight he wants, it's a fight he'll get. And we're both pretty good at fighting. And I'd say this, it's easier to fight. I mean, it is. And we're both good fighters. I've watched Jerry. He's a, I wouldn't want to fight with him. And... Uh, but uh, Jerry and I are the same mind. You, you know, get this guy to sit down, give him some ideas. If he does something good, I'm the kind of guy that would say, hey, that's a good thing. I think my record in dealing with the Liberals speaks for itself. When they did something good, I said, hey, that's a good thing, gave him credit. When they did something bad, I said, hey, that's bad, and I took them on. So I think that's the approach that I have, and I think Jerry would echo, would say the same kind of approach is in order. Jerry, I do have to ask you about the other day because it made it made news. You used some choice language in a union membership meeting that Smokey was just referencing there against Premier Ford. So, what is the story there? You say that he said that you gave out his personal mobile oh, yeah. number. I couldn't believe it. First of all, many of our members were calling him. He went to the GM uh, uh, Unifor Union Hall, spoke to members. He's quite open about the fact that he gives out his cell phone number because, you know, he calls himself the man of the people. So then members started to call him. He called me on Monday night up in arms saying that he was getting all kinds of calls. I didn't know anything about it because I was traveling. Anyway, long story short, I got a hold of the local and I said, let's start to investigate. But ultimately, we can't have people, you know, calling him all day, all hours of the night. It doesn't make any sense. So I got back to him and I said, listen, I'm doing what I can. I spoke. He steps outside of the House of Commons and announces, A, that I gave out his personal cell phone number to my members and basically were encouraging them to call. He knows that's not true. So the fact that he just barefaced lied uh, was, is just absolutely outrageous. And then he went on to say that, listen, any of us that are pushing or trying to push GM to reverse their decision, all we're doing is we're giving people false hope. So in other words... We're the bad people here because we're fighting. And then he went on to say that, look, privately, you know, people know that the place is going to close. Well, no, they don't. So the fact that he said that was just a complete slap in the face, first of all, to our members in Oshawa. And so for him to say that about me, that I would, I would never do that. I would never give out anybody's private cell phone number. So since then, I've got all the, you know, the Ford flunkies are all calling me, texting me. Uh, it, you know, my, my voicemail is filling up, and, you know, it's quite interesting because he went out and he said a bold-faced lie. So am I aggressive with Doug Ford? Absolutely. And the fact that he would do that, knowing better, speaks volumes about his character. So, look, I, 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 swore, on national, uh, I swore on television the other day, but I have to admit, it was an hour-long speech. I didn't believe for a split moment that somehow... I was going to be on CP24 live for an hour. I'm actually still surprised about that. But, you know, there's a choice of words that I used in the heat of the moment. Respectfully, I stand by it. Tell us, uh, Smokey Thomas, uh, what the plan is now. One of the plans is that you would sit down together with Doug Ford. But in terms of joining forces against Doug Ford and his destructive agenda, what's, what exactly are you planning? How is this well, going to play out? 
Okay. Well, some things we won't say on uh, TV because we don't or radio, so we don't lose the element of surprise. Okay. But we're going to form a joint working group, so I'm going to put a couple of board members, a couple of my senior comms communications people on a working group, and Jerry's doing the same, and that's in the works as we speak, like to, to get together to talk. Uh, in terms of lobbying backbenchers, Jerry's already begun that. Uh, we've done a little bit of it, so we're going to coordinate those efforts, lobby together, and maybe lobby separate. Uh, my union, we had all our local presidents. Oh, I think, Toronto, yes. About a month ago mm-hmm. to develop a plan. So we'll formulate the rest of that plan and we'll share that with uh, Unifor. And uh, we'll join up forces and just start going it. And we'll work with community groups, other allies, other, other you know, labor groups that want to work with us. And, and uh, we'll have Adam. And like I say, if it's a war he wants, it's a war he gets. But if he wanted to. You know, do a 180 here and start looking after the people of Ontario in a more meaningful way. We'd probably give them. Well, not probably. We would give them credit. All right. I, I I think this is a conversation that we are going to extend into to tomorrow's fight back as well. Uh, thank you both, Jerry Diaz and Smokey Thomas. Pleasure to have you on the Always show. Always our pleasure. Thank you so much oh, for your time. Yes, it's our pleasure. Thank you very much. Appreciate thank you. It. This is Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane for Libby. Back tomorrow. Uh, the Premier's office is not immediately responding to a request for comment about the two two of Canada's biggest unions joining forces. But we will try to get on that even more tomorrow so we can hear the other side of the story and get your calls as well on the unions versus Premier Doug Ford. This is a story that is not going to go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.